What's up, gang? Happy bloody Friday. Coming at you on Friday night, MC Cartwright, with another podcast. Um, don't know why I said that. That's a strange thing to say. But um, sorry for the delay with this. I was in the Highlands uh, over the last week um, of Scotland, and I didn't bring my microphone. I forgot to bring it. And I also didn't really have great Wi-Fi. It was fine in the house, but we were out and about a lot. Um, and to be honest, it was just a nice time to not be on social media. I've had some... Uh, I'm not going to say issues, but my skin has been flaring up a little bit around my chin and around my nose. Um, I had a period spot, which happens every month. I'm fine. I'm over that. That's going to happen until I come off my period. I'm fully accepting of that. But I've had this annoying rash and it almost feels a bit, scaly is the wrong word, but it flares up. It's pretty red. It, if I put a uh, moisturizer on it, it, like it stings a bit. Um, and it used to happen when I swam and when I was doing my GCSEs, which are my high school exams, I used to get, uh, when I was stressed, it would always flare up and it's happening again now. I don't, I don't really have anything to be stressed about, luckily, but it's happening. I, maybe it's change of seasons, but it's really made me feel fucking self-conscious. Like I really hate putting the camera out, which is a problem when, you know, my job relies me to constantly be on social media um so if you notice maybe you've not even noticed but I've not posted since Wednesday um and I'm gonna take a break off until Monday and to be honest even having that break from posting on social media has helped I sort of it might be linked to that um you know sometimes it can be yeah I have to in my video right in my videos I've got 30 seconds to catch people's attentions to educate um, people on something to do with health and fitness and sometimes it can feel a bit shit when I don't feel great in myself you know if I have a bit of a lazy day or if I feel insecure about my face and I'm telling people to be more confident to put themselves out there and go to the gym I can sort of feel like a bit of a hypocrite and it was really getting in my head and I've I've really calmed down about it and in a much better spot now so videos videos will resume uh, I've going to post one on Sunday because I'm doing I am doing the you know drop a dress size in six weeks series so I will stick to that but they'll resume back to normal from Monday so anyway getting this podcast done now and after this week it will go back to the normal Tuesday Wednesday schedule but hopefully you're not too upset with me for missing um Tuesday this week I am I am sorry for that so anyway as you can probably guess from the title this podcast is going to be about aging and how to offset the well symptoms is probably the best word the symptoms of aging now all of us are going to get older in fact we are getting older second by second you can't do anything about that but you can do something about how aging affects you and that's what I want to be talking about so as a bit of a backstory I've got I'm really I love helping people lose weight that's something that I I really enjoy doing and it's the the bread and butter at, at Fatless Fundamentals 98% 98% of the clients come to us to, um, well, me, to for me to help them lose weight. And with that, you know, there's also increasing fitness. But I also like to help people who've got diabetes. So I'd say that's 1%. Um, that's something that I'm passionate about because of my auntie passed away because of diabetes. But the other part of it, and it's been a really new uh, interest of mine, something that I've become pretty obsessed with, is helping people um, overcome... I'm not gonna say overcome aging. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Jesus Christ. I can't wave a magic wand and stop people from aging. But I, I think a lot of people get to a certain age and think there's no point even trying. I'm not gonna get fitter. I'm not gonna get stronger. You know, it's all downhill from here. And I really hate that. I really despise it. Um, so I've actually taken on two clients recently 
One of them is 73, a nice chap, and another, again, one a male client actually, I've now got four male clients, um, and another one who is a, a younger lady, uh, 65. And they've come to me to uh, stop them from, you know, getting older and feeling the effects of aging or doing what they can to live a long and healthy life. Um, so I thought that I would give you, you know, some insights into how to stop uh, decline as you get older um, and, you know, some practical takeaways. Another thing that made me want to do this podcast was because, and you may have seen the Facebook post that I did about it, was that in, I was in Clarins to try and get some products for my face and the woman ahead of me was speaking to the to the um, shop assistant and she was saying, right, I feel old, I feel miserable, I feel, you know, just ugly, I just need something that's going to fix me. Um, so the shop assistant went through all of these products, like anti-wrinkle shit and all of this stuff. I'm not going to, I'm a tomboy, so I didn't, I didn't know half the stuff they were talking about. And at the end of it, all of the products came to £560, which are in the US is like $800. So a hell of a lot of money for products that aren't even backed in science and will have a ridiculous markup on it. So again, that got me thinking like, Christ, people willing to part with that much money for something that's not evidence-based. You know, you are you are worth it. Spending money on that is, is absolutely fine. I have no judgment. Um, and, you know, if it's placebo, placebo bloody works. And sometimes it's nice to have a beautiful set of skincare, fully get that. But if people are going to invest that much money into something like that, then Christ, can you not invest time and, and effort and maybe money into having a coach or, you know, joining some sort of program to help you do something that is tried and tested to to prevent some of the effects of aging? So anyway, this podcast is all about aging. I'm really rambling today. Really sorry about that. Um, so... In this podcast, I'm going to talk about a study, um, and it looked into the disparities in the pace of biological aging among midlife adults of the same chronological age. So essentially, when it does come to aging, there are two factors at play here. So you've got chronological age, which is your number. So I am 23. That's my chronological age. But you've also got your biological age, which is how young or how old you look and feel. So there are some people who you might look at and you might think, God, they're 50, they look 30, they're in great shape. Or there's some people you think, God, they're 50, they look fucking 70. So that's your biological age and also how you feel, you know, aches and pains and stuff. So they, they looked at the difference in the two. And the way they did this is it was based in Dunedin, which is a place in New Zealand. And they got a cohort of just over a thousand people. They were babies all born in the same year and they followed them until age 45. So they tracked their rate of aging and the pace of aging was quantified by tracking different functions and decline of different functions. So it was cardiovascular health, metabolic health, immunity, dental health, pulmonary systems. Um, and they looked at them specifically from age uh, 0, 26, 32, 38 and 45 years old. And at age 45 in 2019, the participants who aged faster biologically had more cognitive difficulties, showed signs of advanced brain aging, diminished sensory motor functions, an older looking appearance, you know, visually like, like their face and their skin. And they also had more pessimistic perceptions of aging. So, you know, two people well, more than a thousand people, same age, but massively different biological ages, which is, you know, amazing. So I just find that so interesting. So they came up with uh, three steps, essentially, and I've sort of added to this. 
of ways that you can go about preventing that that you know rapid biological aging so first one is that they found that people who age biologically faster had very negative thoughts about aging there's a quote by c.s lewis who says we are what we say we are so you know if i say i'm old i'm gonna really come across as old if i say i'm fat i'm gonna act like a person who is fat now if you have negative perceptions about age this is going to cause you to biologically age quicker so if you find yourself saying stuff like i'm too old for this life slows down after 40 i have old man or old lady knees or my metabolism has slowed down slowed down what do you think is going to happen it's going to be self-fulfilling what you say and think about yourself on a daily basis basis will cause your mind to live up to those beliefs you know, if, if you can't see saying I'm too old for that, you're not going to put yourself out there. You're not going to try to go to the gym. So naturally things are going to, you know, fall out of place for you. I have a lot of clients, you know, who want to lose fat, right? If you're constantly calling yourself fat, you're not putting yourself in the best position to actually lose weight because you're not going to think that you're, you're capable of change. I've got loads of people who say, you know, I'm great on my diet for two weeks and I get to that two week mark and I quit every time. What do you think happens when they try and lose weight? The second there is a small slip up at that two week mark, it's like, yep, this happens every time and it's self-fulfilling and it almost feels good to fail at that mark because they tell themselves that this is always what happens. So, you know, you've got to ask yourself, do my thoughts and beliefs serve me? And if they don't, it's time to change that. Now, obviously it's easier said than done. These are probably, you know, long lasting beliefs that you've had about aging. But if you do want to, you know, age gracefully or age and actually become healthier, you've got to think about people in your circle or maybe people online that you look up to um, who have aged, you know, gracefully or have aged at the rate that you want to. Because then you would show yourself that it actually is possible to lose weight past a certain age. It is possible to PB your 10K when you get to 65. It is possible to deadlift a heavy weight. One of my clients in Break the Oyo, Leanne, I'm actually going to read out a post that she put, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but a post that she put inside our Facebook community. She said, I set myself a challenge to get more steps in this month when I started Break the Oyo and I've done it. I can really, really feel the difference in my health and fitness since starting um, this and was super happy um blah 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 i was looking at my watch stats and not sure what vo2 max is could be a load of bollocks it's not it's actually very good but it's improved since starting and her fitness age is 29 and she's 44 um so you know it just shows that despite being older you can have a biological age that's much younger so look for evidence around you this is why break the o is such a good community because you're around people on the same journey at you and the same starting point that you're in who are doing very well and, and that's so motivating you know in itself so that's number one think about your thoughts and perceptions on aging step number two is to look at your habits now, Gretchen Rubin has a great quote. It says, habits are the invisible architecture of our daily lives. Now, you may or may not know this, but we repeat 40% of our habits daily. So if you change those bad habits, you really will change your life. There's a book out there called The Power of Habit. I didn't actually, I didn't dislike the book, but I, if you, if you are into habits, the best one you can read is Atomic Habits by James Clear. But anyway, in The Power of Habit, there's a story about a woman called Lisa. And Lisa is on a quest to stop smoking and also to lose weight. She's obese at the time and she, she wants to become, uh, she wants to go into a healthier weight bracket. So she initially started by joining Alcoholics Anonymous. 
Um, and you know they've got the 12-step program and there's a lot of work on habits and she learned that for every habit you have so for example smoking there is a cue to cause you to to do that thing then you've got the routine right of doing said thing doing the smoking and then there's a reward for that reward for that so maybe stress relief so let's think about smoking it could be I am stress so I pick up the cigarette and immediately I just feel relaxed after it you know for a short space of time so what she did is she started to identify her cues so for her it was social situations would trigger her to smoke and it would also be stress mainly caused by work and also her partner so she had to think about things that she could replace the routine of smoking with um so for her it was I'm stressed I'm going to go for a walk or I'm stressed I'm going to start having chewing gum right just to do something took her mind away from being stressed and the reward was that a she didn't do a a, something that's bad for your health which is smoking but also she had more long-term stress relief from doing something like smoking you know if you are a smoker you may feel great in the moment and great immediately after it but maybe within five minutes afterwards you you go back to feeling stressed again or you just get a craving for a cigarette same with people who emotionally emotionally eat I've been there, done that, and I know that when I'm eating or binge eating, in the moment, it feels great. It puts a damper on all of my thoughts and feelings, and in that moment, I can just be enjoying the food, and I'm in heaven. The second that I put that food down, I feel far worse than before I'd eaten. And if you can just have that pause and put you, put, like, put, your, put your mind to something else, do another task, distract yourself, you feel so much better after it. And the more you do that, the more you prove to yourself that actually you don't need to have that vice like smoking or, or you know, binge eating, whatever. Um, so, you know, some things that you could replace a routine with off the top of my head. If I'm stressed, I tend to have a hot bath. It could be chewing gum. It could be going out for a walk. It could be dancing to a song. It could be listening to a podcast. Anything that's just going to take your mind off it, but will lead to a positive behavior in the long run. Um, so anyway, she, she gained more confidence in smoking. She quit smoking and she decided that she needed to tackle her obesity. So she did this by obviously adopting better eating habits and she lost weight. But the main thing that she, she, she came uh, up with was that you can't fight a bad habit. You can't think I need to stop smoking. So I'm just going to stop smoking, you know, cause then it's like, if, if I tell you to not think about pink elephant you're going to think about pink elephant so if you say to yourself i'm not going to smoke the thing that's on your mind is having that cigarette what you can do is think about what you want to do instead you know or or what you should be doing instead of what you need to do so go out for a walk have a bath replace it with something so think about the one habit so for you guys the task is think about something that's perhaps holding you back with your health is it emotional eating? Is it that you're snacking too much? Is it that you're smoking? Is it that you're not exercising as much as you should be? Write out the cue that caused you to do the negative behavior or cause you to not do a certain behavior. So like, let's think about working out. If the cue is, you know, you feel like you're too busy so you don't go to the gym, maybe just do a, a 10 minute home workout. But think about what causes you to not go to the gym. Then think about the routine. Then think about what happens. Then think about what is the reward and try and create a new loop. So the, I'll just go over it again. It goes cue, routine, reward. Think about what those things are for you and start su- subbing out the actual routine and create a new loop. Now, the final thing um, that uh, w- was negatively impacted people's a- aging was their body composition. Now, body composition is is how your body is made up. People that had increased body fat percentage and decreased muscle mass 
biologically aged far quicker than those people who had lots of lean muscle mass and a healthy body fat percentage. They did actually take it too far. So people that were super, super lean and super slim, they visually looked um, older. You know, sometimes you see very skinny uh, men and women of a certain age and it makes them look far older than they are so it is about being in a healthy bmi range but you know your body fat percentage can determine how long you live for and how fast you age biologically and in the inverse having more muscle and more strength will determine the quality of your life so you know in the study people with accelerated biological aging had low muscle mass loss of strength so things you can do to combat this i speak about these all these things all the time guys strength training time under tension lifting load and putting force on your body and also eating lots of protein to offset muscle loss you will all lose muscle from age you know 35 people's muscle mass will decrease you know you you can't if you've got two people and they both are exercising the person who's 30 will be stronger than the person who's 60 but that doesn't mean that you can't improve your current position maybe not top end strength but you can still build muscle mass as you age so strength training eating lots of protein all of those things that i've mentioned will massively um, reduce your biological age so hopefully this helps hopefully there's been some takeaways here um and yeah let me know if there's another topic you want me to do i'm actually thinking about doing a Q&A next week so i'm gonna ask put a thing in my telegram group which if you don't know my telegram group is telegram is like whatsapp it's a place where you can receive messages from me it is a group but there's people can't respond to me so it's not spammy it's just a daily message from me either a voice note or a text um but i also do i'm going to be doing some giveaways in there um, and also getting you guys involved in the podcast and stuff like that so if you have any questions join the telegram group i'll try and put the link in this podcast description or just send me a message on facebook or instagram um, and then yeah i can i can get your questions answered but happy friday hope you have a good weekend and if there's anything else i can do please let me know